tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock as Rick Barnes' boys are riding high. Lamar Jackson and Dan Campbell are expected to make a full recovery from their esophageal spasms yesterday. That was nice. Joke! And Super Bowl 58 is set for Las Vegas in two weeks. It's the one matchup I didn't want. Yeah, but it's probably the best matchup. It's not the matchup you want, but it's the matchup you know you have to have. You know it's going to be good for you. These are the two best teams. I do think it'll be a great game. I don't know. I mean, is it or did Todd Munkin just lose his damn mind yesterday? I, I mean, I, I think Also, were, yes. I, I think both losing teams yesterday have gagged. I, I think those were two epic gag jobs. But I'll say this about the the Chiefs is what I said earlier. Remember when they lost to the Jets on that walk-off punt return? They lost in Las Vegas, and I said oh, at no, the time, Christmas Day massacre. They're they're they're, they're not playing. They're practicing. Like, they they have two Super Bowl rings, and these guys they they ramp it up. And I I was beginning to doubt, but you've seen it. This playoff, they go on the road three times and. And win, man. And, and Kelsey. Yeah, because that was a big knock on them. They couldn't do it away from home. And Kelsey, who has not looked very good, he looked preoccupied this year, the Taylor Swift, whatever's going on there, all of a sudden it's like, oh, that guy's back. Okay. Yeah. The best tight end to ever play the game is back. And now he's, and he's got Mahomes. And oh, by the way, they're playing defense now. Yeah. They're probably one of the two best teams in football, and they're playing the other best team. Yeah. They looked the part in the first half. Offense wasn't good in the second half. Defense was very, very good. Baltimore also right down their leg, so to speak. Oh, man. Yeah, the whole Zay Flowers thing. <laughs> Whatever what happened a, there. What a – I mean, he's – he's in, and rightfully so, he, he had that, – that whole drive. That was the same one where he taunted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He followed it up with – I mean, like he didn't screw the drive up enough. <laughs> and – if I didn't know any better. But here's the thing. Uh, Munkin, they ran the ball six times. Yeah. You are not going to win a conference championship and go to the Super Bowl running the ball six times. That's just not going to happen. No, they they definitely abandoned the run. And it, ironically, it was Kansas City, the 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 Mahomes team. Like They're the ones that kind of grinded it out. Yeah. A lot of perimeter stuff. He didn't take any shots. I mean, did they take any big shots downfield? Then, then in the next game, the, while, lo- the long one to Scalding when he caught it on his back yeah. at the end. That was the longest yeah. shot, thirty-two yards. What a call, man! The Stones, <laughs> good grief. Andy, Dude, Andy Reid does not care. The uh, and then the second game, while Dan Campbell standing over the uh, peeking on the sideline, hallucinating, he's seen the the purple clowns in the state. Like whatever's going on there, like the 49ers are. Lining it up and smashing it straight at you, and their quarterback, the quote-unquote game manager, turns into what we thought Lamar Jackson was going to be. I just wanted to I, – I, I think I'm the first person that's going to uh, 
eh, allege this, but I'd like to know if Bob Weir, who was on the sidelines <laughs> pregame, oh, yeah. had any contact with Dan Fr- Campbell. San Francisco, did he slip something in he his doses? Did he dose his water? Did he dose that chewing gum he was working on? I mean, my God, what, the old, um, it was like one of those old Sun Tzu quotes about like when your enemy is selfish, like don't interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. Dude, all he had to do was kick that field goal. You've got the 49ers. They're they're on the ropes. And either one of the field goals, I go back to the first one. Like the second one, yeah, it would have tied the game. But the the first one. Would have stretched it back up, what, three score games? You're up 24-7. The 49ers come out and get the ball. They've got a good drive. Not a great drive. They kick a field goal, make it a two-score game. Like they're they're on their knee, but they're still on the mat, man. You have a great drive. You just get it going right down the field, and then you've got fourth and two at the 28. It's a 45-yard field goal, not not a gimme, but it's NFL kicker going to make a 45-yard field goal, what, 80% of the time? Yeah, I mean, your kicker you just activated hadn't missed in the playoffs. Just, like, make it a three-score game. Put the onus back on San Francisco. Run out the let, clock. Let them continue making it. Why, why interrupt them making a mistake? It, instead, incompletion, touchdown, Fumble, touchdown, game time. <laughs> it's like what? what? And that was completely that to me. That's all on Dan Campbell. I, people are like, "Well, he's true to himself. He is who he is. That's how they got there. Is playing that way." And it's it's this analytics argue ar- argument that we see in football all the time. And it's like, okay, over the course of a 162 ba- game baseball schedule, yeah, play the numbers, man. Do do, do the you're going to come out ahead. In a one game, winner take all, you go to the Super Bowl or you go home situation, play the, play conservative. Yeah. Put, it, put it on the other guy. The other guy who's not having a good day. Keep the pressure make, on them. Make him make the play. Make him – like he's the he's the guy who's desperate. Yeah. He's the guy who's bat, down two scores. And it's just in like, – I hope our con- guy doesn't do that, man. I, I hope Heupel – when, when we we haven't seen him lately, I felt like he backed off of it this past year. We didn't really see any any close games other than A and M. Yeah, but he he came off that. I think it was after Alabama came off of always going for it on fourth. But um, but I mean points are a premium in these games, and it was just a chance to add put three more points distance. That's dumb, man. Them, man. That's just dumb. Just pushing them away from you. So it's kind of weird. So is it Badgley? Was that his name? Yes. So he had only played in the last four games, but he had also made all four of his kicks. I guess maybe Patterson, did he get hurt? The other kicker? Actually, yeah, he got hurt because they had to clear that spot to bring in Hooker. Right, okay, so he was 15-17 of for the year. Very good, obviously. But Badgley was 4-4, of but I wonder if that played into Campbell's mind, like on the road, playoffs, big spot. I mean, Badgley's kicked in the league a long time, but I think that's a little bit – you're outthinking yourself a little bit there. The guy hasn't missed – He's a pro. Yeah, and he's been good in that thirty to fifty yard range. That's where all of his kicks came from. I think. I think you just got to kick the field goal I mean, there. I would have. I could have understood it if they were a little bit further back, and it was in that no man's land. Where yeah, yeah. You really don't gain anything by punting it, right? And if you miss it, you you're going to give him even better field position than if you throw an incompletion. So, but yeah, it was it was puzzling. I wonder if Dan Campbell fell for the uh, the party line on all the national media. Like, oh, he can't lose his edge yeah. in this one. That's how they'll lose if he loses his edge and isn't no. the aggressive Dan Campbell. I mean, I, I get that's also just kind of who he is. <laughs> Dan Campbell. But, 
That guy is like you had, meat head. But you had two chances to just take points and you know make it harder on San Francisco, and he didn't do it. The other thing that jumped out at me, um, I think I texted you about it, and I was just he he put him in position to win. Uh, Goff, he never throws a spiral. He doesn't. He just throws ducks. In I mean, fact, some of them are like ugly. ugly. Yeah. Like everyone said, oh, Peyton never threw a spiral. And it, really in Indy, he didn't. But some of Goff's passes, they get to where they're going. And then you see the slow-mo, and it's just how on earth. Well, they'll have plenty of time to work on that over the offseason. And Dan Campbell <laughs> will be able to tell himself as he looks in the mirror forlornly the next two weeks, I was true to myself. I didn't change. I didn't let him change me while he watches Kyle Shanahan coaching the Super Bowl. The SEC today must have felt uh, sorry for the rest of the league. They gave Mark Sears the Player of the Week award. I guess they were just tired of Dalton Connect. Oh, the kid from Alabama. He had two 21-point games. 21 – let's see. uh, 22 against Auburn and then 21 against LSU – on Saturday, people getting tired already of Dalton Connect casually dropping thirty in a road game. Yeah, I'm not. That kind of gets me. I, I don't know. That gets me irrationally miracle mad this afternoon. You should be the. He should be a three time defending SEC Player of the Week. He's thirty two point. That was an unbelievable performance we witnessed from him Saturday at Memorial Gym. Imagine if Tennessee had played a game in the middle of the week last week. <sighs> I think had they been playing anybody other than Vanderbilt, he might have gotten it. Like, you know, if he if he had dropped 32 at Rupp. That's true. They are bums. So, you we think are, people are getting connect what, fatigue? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I, th- I think they really probably just looked at it and said, we don't want to give it to the same guy three weeks in a row. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. I mean, we are witnessing greatness, a, a great run here. Connect 13 of 21 from the field, 32 points for Tennessee as he has become the great one. And uh, we are we are literally watching greatness. And how far will he take us? I don't know. We'll find out here as the season rolls along. But all I know is he's on a heater, as they say. God, he's, he's good. Best SEC player since? You go back to Davis. Well, that's a great question. Well, Thank you, Anthony Davis. No, surely we've had. What was the stat? It's been 16 years since anybody's done what he's done over the last five games in the uh, league. Maybe it is AD. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. I, I, I'm a little bit worried. Like it, it's it's January. Like, let, let's see what happens here. Over, the, but the way he bounced back from that stretch, and I, I don't know. Maybe it was the ankle injury that was was holding him back. But Seems logical. I mean, remember in Maui, that game where he, uh, I guess it was Purdue, where he just kept dribbling right into the teeth of the defense yeah. and turning it over, and it was like, ugh. What are you doing, man? Maybe they figured him out. Yeah, man, we had that He did that again against Vanderbilt once late. Mm-hmm. Tried to do the dribble down and yeah. backspin, and they just they picked yeah, it and got a layup. could all be bangers. That was I'm, his only turnover of the game. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see Jemai guard him. Like, I'd, I'd love to get a look at Live, I guess, practice of. Oh, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it they, does. All I'm the sure time. they. I'm sure they go at it, which probably. Well, makes I mean, them both Kenneth better. said 
he's mentioned in at least one interview that um, he credits having to go against Jemai all summer. Got to take care of South Carolina tomorrow night over at the arena so we can go up to cold country. Is this a uh, – oh, God, what's the word? South Carolina, are you scared at all? I mean, I'm not not scared, but like it's it's a conference game. You have to you have to strap on your buckle your chin strap, whatever analogy you know. Trap grab game. your grab your 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 tool belt, your hard hat, and pack your lunch, and you, you got to go and do it. I mean, if if we do that, we we should win. I, I don't think I don't think we need 30 points from Dalton Connect to beat South Carolina. But if we're looking we ahead, a solid team effort. If we're looking ahead to the trip to Rupp, yeah, they they could come in here and beat you as just about any team in the league could it's sec basketball man they look really good defensively pretty good pretty good ain't played the balls yet no they are the first team left out of the ap poll this week they had the most votes of any team that did not get in 16 and 3 17 and 3 now i think a little bit disrespectful for a team that's got a win over Kentucky. Yeah. At least one quad one win. Well, my guy Evan Mayakawa doesn't even have Kentucky in his top 20 in his mm. crazy numbers crunch. We're number three. They will – South Carolina, with they'll they'll be playing the disrespect card. I'm, I'm yes. sure – I mean, they are practicing right now in Columbia probably ready to come for, for war. But Barnes is really good about getting his team to to realize that, I think. It is bizarre. We sat here and talked all last week about, well, there's no way after what happened at Vandy last year that Tennessee will come out with anything less than a stellar effort and all this. And we did spend the first 30 minutes of the game farting around with them. Missing free throws. Just clanking them. Yeah, weird things happen over there in Memorial, don't they? Do. they? That first half felt like a standard game over there. They come out ready to play. Not that I, I don't think we were unready to play. They just hit some shots. They usually kind of extend a little bit of a lead before halftime. And the question is, can you overcome in the second half? And then we just said, Dalton, please save us. And there he was. We have a lot we of have cussing that, going the cheat on that code. first half yeah. all over Tennessee. Yeah. It was not fun for a long time. <laughs> Did we ever figure out why Barnes got the tech and who gave it to him? It was a ref that was not the one talking to him that gave him the tech. Is that bu- Is that if you get happen? fired from the NBA, how can you get a job at the highest level of major college basketball for being a being horrible at your job, which is refereeing? I guess they figure you don't have to be quite so good in college ball. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not as important. You, I mean, you know, the Peter principle in action. You rise to the level of your incompetency. He is, I guess, cut out to be a college ref. Maybe he's doing an okay job. They bring him up to the NBA, and he can't quite get it done. And kick you back down to college. He might want to kick him back down. He's he's the kind of guy <laughs> yes. that he should be refing like a single-A game. He should be over at booties. Dean Hill for the eight and unders yeah. this weekend. And he'd probably be screwing that up. He's terrible. Terrible, I tell you. That that was that was interesting. That was surreal. Saturday night. I, I'm just glad that Santi and Jonas got out of there uninjured, as as far as we know. You're not kidding. Like I wonder what goes through like a guy like Rick Barnes or I mean hell, any of these you know, like Calipari, 
any of the big time guys that have done it forever. God, I'd love to hear Barnes mic'd up Saturday night. Mm. You know he's giving it to him. Do you you know what a travel is? And a, yeah, very respectful. <laughs> do you understand the rules of basketball? I don't know why they don't do that. You could mic up Barnes and use all of it. He didn't you, curse. He'd be safe. Yeah. You can't call that. I've seen him say that. You can't call that there. I saw uh, it was the last game, not not Vanderbilt, the one before that. At one point, he looks at the ref and says, "You got to make it up." Talking about it, they had just blown a call, and he's like, "You got to make it up." Well, and then coming back down the end, we sure did get a makeup call. After the technical, we we were down nine points, and <gasps> oh it, no, it's, yeah, you're you're in a, a tussle, and then you fast forward to the the hook and hold, which I thought was the turning point. It was around mm-hmm. the ten minute mark, and we get the free throws there, and then Ganey hits a three to put us up ten, and it was pretty much. And that's what out. Rick Barnes said the turning point was was the Ganey three. The Ganey three. When they called that foul on Santi, I don't know about you guys, but as soon as they showed the replay, I'm like, it absolutely is a hook and hold yeah. on Vanderbilt. But yeah. here's, and here's I thought there was I'm, no way we'd get that call. The, the announcers had a rough that, night too. Uh, yeah, they did. That was bad. Um, Crackhouse is the one who wanted them to look at it for a hook and hold. He requested that. That's true. Really? Jerry yeah. Stackhouse. It's like, dude, Santi's arm is in your guy's armpit. Yeah. He's I pulling him down to the ground. I, I, I was not worried about that. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, go go look at it. Yeah, sure. Go look at it. <laughs> I just wondered if they'd do the full reversal of not only is that not a foul on the guy we called the foul uh, on, it's a foul on the other guy, and he'll get two free throws. And the ball. Yeah, because that put us in the bonus. A good night was had by all, except for the 20% of fans in the arena that were there to cheer on the home team. Mm. Stay with us. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. 865-546-8200 is your number to get on the show. 546-8200 if you want to chime in. Back with more right after this. The Drive. Hello, Fan Run. Y'all talking about killing. That's I mean, that movie's so killing. good. Bear and I both watched Platoon just out of uh, pure coincidence this weekend. It's mind melding we, over the weekend. Some, there was a disturbance in the force. Yeah, I've watched I watched a ton of movies. I watched the entire Godfather trilogy, <laughs> Platoon. Agreed, <laughs> man. Uh, Ted one. That's funny as hell. And uh, Four Brothers. Four Brothers is one of my. That's that's one of the most underrated movies. It's Marky Mark, you are on a Marky Mark bench, huh? A little bit of one, just my favorite movies. Started watching the Ken Burns uh, Vietnam documentary too. Like after I was on a platoon or a Vietnam, mm. going to Nam. I, I was went out in the bush, in a dark mood. Hunting Charlie uh, makes me mad, man. Like it's like so many things that just like could have from. The, the the 1940s, like going back to World War II. And we just could have, like, there's just no need for it. No need. Hmm. The, are you guys going to, apparently Apple's got like the, it's maybe out now. Um, usually they start that stuff right around the Super Bowl. It's the. Um, Masters of the Air? Yeah, the Air. That looks awesome. It, but they're giving like the Air part of, uh, I guess, World War II, like the Band of Brothers, the Pacific treatment. Which would be pretty cool. Mm. I think that's out, things. and I saw one person review it and said, yeah, it came out the 26th, and someone said, it is incredible. 
What what is it? Masters of Air. Masters Mas- of the Air. And it's World War Two European theater. Yeah, the air war over Europe. Hard to screw that up. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible. Just too many unbelievable true what, stories. What war? What American war gives us the best movies? World War Two. I think it's Nam. Maybe it's just because I watch the. I mean, you I don't know, man. What, Apocalypse what, Now, maybe that's what I'm saying. Apocalypse the, Now, Platoon, Hamburger Hill. It's a, it's one we of were those soldiers. two. It's for me. It's I mean, Apocalypse Now. It's, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I might lean to. What's the best uh, World War Two movie? Movie. Probably saving private. I was gonna Ryan. say that's probably <sighs> it for me. I mean, when's it even, with the first twenty minutes? Even though it wasn't as much about the entire war as it was that that platoon, but it was just such a great, great movie. Full Metal Jacket. Ooh. Good Morning Vietnam. The Deer Hunter. Full Metal Jacket. Animal Mother. I mean, if uh, the Deer Hunter is a little bit obscure, a lot of people probably haven't seen it's it. A, it's a long movie and it's a slow movie, except for like <laughs> like the twenty or thirty minutes where they're in the where they're making them a spoiler. They make them play uh, Russian roulette. Roulette, yeah. That's most some of the most intense. I don't know if I could watch history. that now. Oh, it's hard to watch. Incredible movie. I don't know. I mean, Midway. Midway's good. Uh, Dunkirk here lately. That was pretty strong. Schindler's you, you List, con- Inglorious Bastards. I was going to say, do you consider Inglorious Bastards to be a World War II oh, movie? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, a, a real good a, comedy of the... <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, a Hysterical. Creative license uh, t- for the ages for that movie. Absolutely. You know, you, you're going to tell me you didn't howl with laughter at the end there when the... When, what was everybody always wished happened and it <laughs> yeah. did happen for real. We got our dream. Yeah. Well. Nazis. Mm. Russell Smith, alongside Bear, Houston Crest, inside the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Tucker Harlan is here. He'll have your top four at four coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, very stripped down White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios today. No video component to the show today. Feels old school. Let's just go ahead and turn off the stream. And, and get rid of the internet, and it'll be just like radio in 1998. You talk about feels like 98. No so podcast. I wasn't, I wasn't in radio in 1998. We didn't I mean, have I, streaming. I, didn't the streaming wasn't a widespread thing until the mid aughts. Yeah, and if if you didn't hear it like live, you weren't unless you knew somebody that was crazy enough to just sit and record <laughs> right at their house like a cassette of it. I remember when Feinbaum started putting his his show up on yeah. that, on his webpage. The, his show was the first one. I, I remember streaming that in the mid-2000s, the mid-aughts, uh, getting ready for a show. And like, I was like, wow, I can actually Every, listen to this. Yeah, and then my, my second thought was, everybody should do this. Yeah, well, and, and they did. How's the podcast going, Tucker? It's going quite well. Reminded me. <laughs> it's going quite well. You will know if it's not going quite well. Here in about 35 minutes. <laughs> Somebody let you know. Many people. Oh, yeah. That's, that's happened true. to me twice now. It's happened. The Tennessee truth teller. 
By the way, is that our new uh, system for posting the the podcast uh, voluntary what? reaction podcast? Is you just don't po- you wait until Trey to ask you for it and then you post it? Usually, what happens is um, that's what's happened the last two times. I'm falling asleep, literally, probably, and just we're done at to do eight it. p.m. Well, yeah, I took and you a, were watching I movies. Took a nap. Yeah, you, you you take a nap at eight p.m. Like I'll say, I'll doze off for about 30, 30 minutes or so. Okay, Grandpa. And then I'll come to, and then I'll watch like Power Watch, like six hours till. <laughs> You're like my grandpa, just like in the in the recli- head up, just straight up at the. Uh, 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 what? Who turned Who turned that off? I was watching <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm resting my eyes. <laughs> right. uh, you were You were snoring. Do you, know, do, you, no. do you guys not fall asleep for like ten minutes at a time? No. If you're all laid no, out. No, man. If I'm If, if I'm I out, go, I'm out. I go. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> is Is that something that just started? Is that what we have to look forward to? In I, I don't. I, I, no, I don't know. He did fall asleep during the drive once, <laughs> for about ten minutes, as Twice. I recall. It was oh. during it, yeah. We had a guest one time. <laughs> His voice is very soothing. El Diablo is up first today on the drive. What's up, Diablo? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. It's an honor to be number one here on the show. Wasn't it awesome hearing that home field or home arena environment Saturday, man? It was awesome hearing it on the TV. When. They spontaneously broke into Rocky Top without the benefit of – I don't know if I've ever heard that in, in a, at a Tennessee game with no band to get it started. That, that not, was a great moment. Not before the game's over. That was a great moment. Yeah. They had, and Vandy yeah. did the thing where they crank up the music to, to drown them Here's out. Here's some pit bull for you guys. <laughs> guys, it was just a nice – it's a nice weekend for sports. Um Want to ask you, you know, a couple of couple of movies that y'all were talking about there, a couple of Clint Eastwood gems, uh, Kelly's Heroes, and Where Eagles Dares, two pretty good World War II movies for the entertainment factor. Oh, that sent me uh, probably my my all time favorite war movie, Stalag Seventeen, William Holden. It's from like the forties or, yeah, or from like the fifties. Yeah, I think, it, and they came right after that. Bear, and you remember that one? That was, Big, a long movie, really long for that time. It called The Great Escape. Steve McQueen. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about some of those too. The Great Escape. Uh, there was the one that had Jim Brown, uh, The Dirty Dozen. Yeah. Dirty Dozen. Yes. That's a, Bridge hey fellas, I'm really worried about the game tomorrow. It's going to be okay. Game. It's going to be okay, Diablo. I mean, we it, got this. That's, that's how I kind of felt, Diablo. But then Russ made a really good point. Rick Barnes is really good at not letting his team get caught in trap games. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised I, if they I, come in here and give us a, a game for first twenty team. minutes. No, I think South Carolina will give us a game. They've got the they've got a really uh, upper classman led team, and and again, I, humans. I mean, we're still talking about kids. You know, our boys are thinking ahead to corrupt arena on Saturday night, and 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 honestly, how they're going to go up there and try to win a game of five on eight. Better not be. I forgot that we beat them Fellas, by 40 in both games last year. Yep. 40 and 43. The 43 was we down there. there. We go up there. We go up the corrupt arena. I'm going to predict Saturday night. You watch and see, especially if, if Pat Adams is there, we're in trouble <laughs> from the get-go. But 
<laughs> uh, by the under-16 timeout, one of our players, one of our key players will have two fouls. You just watch and see. Mm. Be that as it may, it's just one of those things up there. You just got to overcome adversity and, and just, like I said, win a game of five on eight. We can do it. We can do it. As long as it's not connect. Well, now, see, what I, what I think it'll be is who I worry about more than connect is Adu. Yep. Yeah. They'll, yep. they'll get Adu out that's, of the game, and that's Bring in Awaka, who will also foul, and then they'll try to get Estrella in there and just well, let just, them pick him apart. You guys, you guys are, we've got that mind mill going on right now. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, what did you think about the playoff games yesterday? Did they go like you thought, or did you have any surprises? And what did you think about Detroit's uh, – uh, coaching decisions. They both went the way I thought they would go in spurts. I thought Baltimore would be able to answer in the second half, and they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And Dan Campbell, God bless him, he just just one opposite decision, and they probably win that game. Now, Houston, it's not my style to point out the flaws in my coworkers' thinking. It's just not something I'm known for here on the show. I think the record backs that up. Mm. <laughs> I wrote this down Friday. You picked the Ravens and the Lions. I did. I feel like they both could have and Who maybe should have won. You did pick Vandy to cover the 15 and a half point spread. See? Though, so you got that. I'm more of a college sports guy. I think I want Ravens uh, 49ers. Same. Fellas, the Ravens just got more snake bit, like you said. They just had that ill time. But I got to tell you, that pass that Jackson threw uh, in the end zone, oh, where, I mean. Triple coverage. That, that's gotta, that was one of the all-time bad throws he's had this year. I mean, that never had a chance. I don't know what he saw. And what is likely he doing saw the throwing Rodgers. his hand up? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What he saw was. Dude, he probably triple cover. Just he, keep it down. He, he threw his, his receiver threw his hand up. That's what he saw. You still don't throw it. No, you I don't. Mean, no. Like you read the defense. I mean, receivers put their hand up all the time. Receivers always think they're open. Right. Yeah. That was a terrible throw. Well, though. guys, with that all being what said and done, what do you think in two weeks? Who do you like in the Super Bowl? Looks like it's out of pick them right now. I mean, I can't pick against Kansas City. I know they opened up as a two-and-a-half-point dog, and I guess that's gone down because – like. People are just tired of picking against the Chiefs. Like, how many times do they have to prove us wrong? Yeah. I, hey, listen, you're not going to get an argument from me. I would I, A month ago, I wouldn't even have thought that they would even get to the championship game, let alone win it. I mean, it's, it's, something just clicked with them. Because when they played the Raiders here about a month ago, they looked horrible. That was on Christmas Day, yeah. We talked about that earlier. It's like Russ said – they weren't I mean basically they're, right, they're yeah. just ramping it up man they know exactly what they're doing they know and when they have to turn it on and what yeah. they have to do and Mahomes if he wins another one would that be 3 now that kind of moves yeah, Mahomes him. starting to, I think Mahomes starting to become this generation's Tom Brady man he just seems to be everything about him's about winning you know I mean, he's already at such a young age solidified yeah. himself as one of the all-time greats. But, yeah, you get that third ring. And it kind of elevates you up. Into, what are you, 27, 28? I mean. With, you get to four. You start, huh. you get to three, and you're you're really starting to move in rare air. Yep. All right, fellas, I'm going to get off here. Thanks for taking my call, and go balls. Thanks, Diablo. Good to hear from you. Great start to the program. 865-546-8200. 
800-321-0000. Your number to get on the show this afternoon as El Diablo jumps off. That creates lines available for you, 546-8200. South Carolina, 54th in the Ken Palm rankings. Hmm. Kentucky is 20th. But an interesting disparity, whereas South Carolina is 59th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 57th in defensive efficiency. Hmm. Uh, Kentucky uh, is a bigger gap in disparity. They, they are ninth off in offensive efficiency. Kentucky yeah, well, can score the ball. Read this one. 70th oh. in defensive They've actually efficiency. improved. They were 96th at one point last week. Yeah, that Arkansas game probably helped them out yeah. a little bit. Boy, Arkansas, not very good. <laughs> no. Yeah, but um, it was either – I think it was in-game. They put up a graphic – or it, it may have been the post game, regardless. Um, Arkansas starts in SEC play like the last three years and like both Elite Eight. They did turn it on last year. They did. They started like one and five, one and five. Uh, and this year they're what? What are they now? Yeah, either they one and five them? or one and six because they got that win over AM. My one concern with Arkansas right now, if we're just talking about turnarounds here, is all their losses just seem to be pretty awful. Like, that's, I think, the closest loss they've had in SEC play this season, this weekend to Kentucky. Justin Hanna says we have not mentioned the GOAT war movie, and uh, he <laughs> submits Ernest in the Army. Hmm. There's a bunch I'm sure we're not, probably not thinking of. The Big Red one, that was a pretty good one. Pearl Harbor. Um, a listener who will remain nameless hit me with this this morning. It took me a while to really deduce what he was talking about because um, he's from Chattanooga. I, get, I hope I'm not uh, putting his business out there. I'll keep his name to myself. But uh, this person writes, hey, Russell, needs some advice taking a lady friend on a first date. And uh, I guess he's bringing her up here to to Knoxville. Wants to know where he should take her. I mean, he's come to the right place. Yeah, he has. I mean, Crystal no longer on the strip, but they got one right over next to the mouse's ear. You can kill two birds with one stone over there, buddy. West Knoxville's got you covered. Russell, this man has implored for your help. Excuse me. Uh, he's Dr. Love at this time of year. That's Captain Romance to you. <laughs> Right. Where 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 are you? Where are we sending our our guy? We help our guy out here. A romantic night out, Knoxville. Uh, you probably want to go downtown somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Market Square, Gay uh, Street. Yeah, there's probably like eight great restaurants down there where you can get a really. How much? Meal. I mean, how much do you want to spend? Is yeah. you know that comes in. It's a it. first date. Yeah, but he's driving her from Chattanooga to here. I, I don't maybe, know. I, I okay. did not understand that Dude, part you gotta, of the question. You gotta go, going to, you got to go to Market Square, the old city. Yeah, walk around yeah, Market Square. It's an environment. There's yeah. just stuff going on. There's. I went down there a couple of times recently, once to Market Square and once down in the old city, and it's there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's hopping. It, it, warm weather here lately, too. Mm-hmm. You, that, that's what I would say, alert listener, and I, I hope they're listening to us. I think it's a podcast person, so – uh, Market Square, you can't go wrong. Just walk around downtown, see what the night brings. Now, if he really likes her, he should take her to ride go-karts first. What is that? It's undefeated. Go-karts? 
Where do you where do you that's go? A, right, that's, guy. A, that's a that's the most Jake Miller thing I've ever heard you no, say. No, no, no. It's they what get, you got to do. No, here's what you do. They really want to press her. They get competitive. Take her out to Sir Goonies. Play all golf, some beef jerky. Get her out there on that on that slick track. Couple laugh, of monster energies. Laugh if you want. Couple of fake sticks. <laughs> where 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 do you go go karting here? I I honestly don't know anymore. Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge. He's driving from Chattanooga. Another thirty minutes won't kill him. My go-karting career has ended. <laughs> My watch has ended. Yeah. I've retired from... Do they have any go-kart tracks that aren't in Sevierville? Is Sargonis still I don't know. That's there. what I was going to yeah, ask. I don't yeah, yeah Sargonis is still out there. They still have the tracks? I don't know because you can't see the track from Kansas. Yeah, that's true. That's they're down an, the hill. Yeah, they're down that little hollow. <laughs> down in the holler. Out there in Farragut. I'd be a nine-year-old kid. The, one of the worst go-kart things was at Sargonis. And some nine-year-old T-boned me. Mm. They used to have that indoor location where you oh, put on the yeah. fire suit and everything. Where the old uh, Kroger was. Yeah. And over there. Or like the Discovery Zone was there, I think. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff in the, over, Reed over the years. Reed came really close to, I think. We were supposed to go there and race. Yeah, and we were going to have the Fan Run Grand The Fan Run We could have kept Prix. them in business. That's that's the real deal when they're like, no, you got to sign this thing and put on this helmet and this <laughs> fire, fire suit. suit. <laughs> uh. Stay with us. The drive continues. 865-546-8200. More your phone calls coming up when we continue. Plus, a Tennessee football signee gets his fifth star from one of the recruiting services. We'll tell you about that when we continue right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Streaming online, fanrunradio.com, your free Fan Run app. Variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. Let's talk to Stevie. Good afternoon, Stevie. You're on The Drive. Russell. Stevie. Happy Overreaction Monday. Can I give a uh, dating advice first date to the unknown listener? Yeah, let's make it weird. You got to go with the putt-putt mini golf. Let me tell you why. It's fun. It's cheap. There's not a lot of pressure. There's a lot of conversations can come for it. Mm-hmm. But most of all, it's timed, Russell. Once you get through hole 18, you know you're done. There's none of that lingering after dinner talk, and, you know, we're do I keep the conversation going or do we, you know, what do we do? And then, Russell, if you get to the 18th hole and it's a good date, maybe you go out for a little ice cream afterwards. That sounds like the lamest date ever in a one-way ticket to friend zone is what that date sounds well, like, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, 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 I'm not, not trying to be insulting, but that sounds like the friend zone. But here's the, you have to keep in mind, like, I'm, you know, uh, 20 years into my relationship so it's been like it's been a long time so, uh, when when we went on the first date there were no smartphones okay like it, it's it's a little bit different but i do remember like the the mini golf date was that that's a good date that's i agree great date. Uh, that, that's, that's a not good, a good first date huh. it's a great first date Bear. terrible Look, women want to marry their best friend. They don't want to marry some hotshot jock who's going to take them skeet shooting or something crazy <laughs> like that. But anyway, hey, how good is uh, Dalton Connect, guys? Is he legit going to be the player of the year? Does he have a chance, or we just got the orange color glasses on? Well, he's right now. I mean, he's he's running at a torrid pace, but 
yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's getting mocked, mock drafted now and like firmly in the top six in the NBA draft. He's the best player in college. He's one of, if he's not the best player in college basketball, he's definitely in the conversation. Can he win it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's good enough. He could carry. I mean, he's got to keep. He's got to stay on this this pace. I mean, and it's a torrid pace. I mean, we've never seen it. We've never seen a guy average thirty points a game. Mm-mm. Like that's. But guys that do that usually their teams are the teams they're on are usually in the final four. If you're just going off like that, when is that award voted on? Which one? Naismith. The Naismith. Is that before postseason play? I feel like it's after. Really? What about the wooden? Don't quote me on that, though. I, th- I mean, I think he's right there. If, I, I realize you have to say you have to preface that by saying if he keeps it up, and that seems almost right. impossible. But even See, I wonder to, if- even to this point, it feels impossible what he's already done. So I don't want to say like, oh yeah, but he just can't do it. I think there's a chance they might split the two majors between him and Edie. If he keep- yeah, they could. If they both continue what they've been doing, yeah. That would be my thing. I just I would hate for him to get aced out of both of them if he continues to play like this. Anything else, Stevie? No, I think if Stormtrooper can keep shooting like he is, we're we we might be dangerous in March. But the real question is: Is Barnes going to let Connect do what he's doing in March? I think that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I I know I, I I think you're wrong, Stevie. I I don't think that's the question you have to ask yourself. Yes, he's going to allow. Dalton Connect to continue to put this team on his shoulder. I think the question is, can Dalton Connect keep it up for an mm-hmm. entire season? He did play 34 minutes. I mean, that continues to be, you know, and, and Barnes says after these games, oh, I played him too many minutes. I played Zakai too many minutes. Zakai plays 36 minutes. I know some people don't think it's a big deal. We'll find out. We'll find out. I, I'm, right. I'm kind of in between. It's like, I think he should use his bench more. I mean, you you won the game by ten points, and yet your starters are out there the last minute. You know, even if it's the last minute, take your guys out, man. Get DeLeon in there. Get get some of these other guys some minutes, man. It can't hurt, and and maybe it adds up over time. On my way out, Russell. What else does needs to have be done for me to get an I told you so about Oziah Orton Ames and gelato Vault, you want to challenge you to a go-kart race for all the glory in knoxville tennessee the uh, yeah that's that's what we need the make it weird 500 between stevie and geraldo who's been noticeably absent for a while when was the last time we heard from geraldo probably the last time stevie called him gelato vol is that who he's is that his nickname for yeah yeah gelato vol and soy boy stevie's the opposite. <laughs> I'm going to ignore for right now the Triple J slander, but I think the the Ganey that you're going to have to come up with a new nickname, man. I yeah. mean, if this he's is, hitting targets, you can't call him Stormtrooper. This is first of all, uh, don't even give don't lip service, service to that, yeah. Tucker. Second of all, we're going to have to update that nickname to something that reflects somebody with better marksman-like abilities. Who's a known marksman throughout history? Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley? I was going to say Lee Harvey Oswald. That's better. That's be- Yours is better, Cress. Yours is better. <laughs> we don't want to happening. We don't want to give anybody the wow. Oswald Award. What is going what, on? What, too soon? 
Sorry. Didn't, is, uh, didn't see it coming. You, the first marksman that, it was you, the sir? first marksman that came to mind. And it was bad. That's why I let you go first. Because yours, I knew, <laughs> I knew it couldn't possibly be worse. I mean, him, Charles I, Whitman. I knew yours was going to be better. Who's Charles Whitman? Texas Tower shooter. Oh yeah, that's all from just because you mentioned Full Metal Jacket earlier. Yeah, and where they were all trained. United States Marine Corps. Oh, what was my guy? Full Metal Jacket. American may be Sniper. The answer. Oh, uh, Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've had uh, our generation's wars had some some good um, American Sniper. What's the one with uh, Marky Mark or Lone Survivor? Lone Survivor's good. Very good. I never saw that. Pretty really? intense. Yeah, yeah, very. I read the book. There have been a couple of uh, Hurt Locker. Very I've good. I've never seen that. Zero Dark Thirty. Very good. I haven't seen that one. You put them on your list. Haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty? Oh, Zero Dark Thirty. It's a good movie, man. Oh yeah. Really, post nine eleven, I don't think I've watched any of the, like any movie, that's. When you think about it, like a movie about the second Gulf War, if it were coming out now, would be about the time, like the same gap between when it was actually happening and when the film came out, as when Platoon came out, in the late eighties. Wow. Prob- well, probably longer. You've blown my mind. When, when did Vietnam end? 75, 76? 75. And, and Platoon is like 86? So that was only 11 years. Yeah. I remember the summer it came out. They, they shot it. The way he shot it, too, was, was really cool. I don't know. If, they don't really do that anymore. So that's the thing. Is uh, it Panavision or... And uh, Platoon? Yeah, the way they shot the movie. Like on the kind of film and color oh, process. Yeah. Everything's digital now. Yeah. Not like back in the day when men shot film on film. All these new digital computers and whatnot. <laughs> that had to have been a fun movie to work on. What Platoon? Yeah. Either that or miserable. That's true. <laughs> Let's go down to the Philippines in the jungle and sit in the rain for 10 hours. Sign me up. Yeah, everything I've read about movies that were filmed in like jungle conditions, it's never good. Have you heard of, uh, <laughs> there's a movie in the set, uh, Werner Herzog, the guy who made um, uh, like Thin Blue Line. He's a famous documentary yeah. film, G- German filmmaker. He did like... Uh, these Klaus Klinsky, these movies in like the seventies, Acquire Wrath of God. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. And it's about like the conquistadors going down the Amazon River, searching for like a lost city. And his whole thing was like, like I'm going to take these cameras and we're going to go to the freaking Amazon and make this movie. And, and like people would go crazy on it, and like he would fight with like his his whole legendary thing, huh? But uh, well, I, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Platoon went to. But I like uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah, I mean that is legendary for being like a cursed production. Yeah. Did you not? Did you watch the? Oh yeah, Heart of Darkness. Uh, yeah, about the making yeah. of it. Martin Sheen was out of his gourd. He had issues. He was quite frequently smashed. Are you saying the Sheen boys or 
Smashed! Rough they come by the it honestly. Yes. That whole the whole opening scene, he was on acid. Isn't that what the story was when he cut his hand? I thought he was real? just drunk. I thought he was just wasted. I think he was supposed to be. I, I don't know. He was either supposed to be drunk in the scene and he was tripping. Smashed! He was tripping. What a long, strange trip it's been. Coming up, young Tucker Harlan will enlighten us with the sporting news of the day. Tennessee basketball getting ready for South Carolina to come in here. And Lamont Paris, the former UTC coach, makes his return to the Volunteer State. Take on the large orange tomorrow. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. Hour number two of The Drive coming up. The Drive.